Hey, welcome back to the Mostly Skateboarding Podcast. This week, as always, I'm joined by Jason from Frozen and Carbonite and Mike Munsenrider. This week, we're talking about Yako Ohanen and the death and preservation of print magazines. This week, Finland's Yako Ohanen uh, went pro for Element with part on Thrasher. Mike, what'd you think? Uh, I think Yako, who I was calling Jocko until I saw your handy dandy um, pronunciation on the on the notes file here. Um, that came directly from rad. Element, by the way. So uh, really, that's official. That, that, that did Element PR send out like the press guide with uh, various pronunciations of like his hometown as well? Or uh, I wish. So. No, I I wrote uh, a friend I knew at Element from my skateboard mag days. Wanted to get it right. Nice. We're we're very mad professional here at the Mostly Skateboarding Podcast. Um, God, sorry, I might bum your your buddy out at Element. I think the dude's an awesome skater, but I'll just I'll just get it out there. That part was like a total snooze fest, just with like twenty five seconds of B roll portraiture on film between clips. Got it out of my system. Took me two tries to watch the video, but beyond that, like into the substance, yeah, dude's super rad. He's he's a very modern skater, and that he's got those vibes that are like skate park rat because that's kind of unavoidable nowadays. And he's conventionally good, and then he's also weird good, just in, like, he did that nollie flip fakie where he levitated up, like, a six-inch gap at the bottom of the bank, and, um, you know, he's skating the China banks in this kind of renaissance of flip tricks on there. He had the big flip over the bench. Shout-out to Rowan Zaria for that nollie backside flip that he did. It's cool to see dudes getting up there and digging stuff out at that old spot. I'm stoked on Yako as a pro. I was less stoked on the video. And I was honestly disappointed, man. I wanted to be entertained. So that, that's why I keep harping on that. But yeah, what are what are other thoughts on this? I uh, I watched this video part under protest because, uh, because I knew we were going to be talking about it <laughs> this week. And uh, as, if you guys know any of my content at all, you know, I'm not a big Elman guy. But yeah, I mean, the kid's good. Like that one trick he did, at that uh with those two corrugated metal ledges that are uh, parallel to each other and sf or whatever it does like a backside nose grind revert uh switch nose grind or something that was sick well i like that genre of skating but yeah well pat duffy backside tail side at the china banks like 25 years ago i don't even know if that warrants mentioning or if it counts in today's world but that's for right. what it's worth yeah somebody he, posted both of those clips on instagram and i had forgotten about the pat duffy one but Yako went over the bench, so that's like, you know, a step up, I guess. Yeah, Pat Duffy's post-secondhand smoke career is is kind of a, a mystery. It's like you have to be a pretty big Who else? Duffy fan to be like, oh, this is a part in, you know. I forgot that he even skated for Think. Like, it seems weird that he skated for Think. But anyway, uh, back to this guy. Yeah, this whole, like, atmospheric video our music trend has got to go hopefully people will go back to like no effects and bad religion and shit like that just completely fucking such a script but yeah i kind of forgot that element was still a thing i don't know but i guess they are did you are have they? you seen that new video there's jason i haven't <laughs> i've seen the parts that came peace, out but i haven't watched peace the or war peace, peace peace i did watch that the only thing i remember is uh evan smith's part was pretty crazy Dude rips. Yeah, Evan Smith is sick. Element has a a really sick team. They got uh Nassim, uh Evan Smith. Yeah, like they they came out with Peace and then they came out with War and Peace, which was like uh you know, piecemeal on the Thrasher site. So that was confusing. Maybe not that confusing, but for me, I don't know. I don't know, it was a little confusing. They because I feel like the 
first War and Peace clip might have been like a B-sides kind of thing. So it kind of felt like, oh, these War and Peace things are B-sides. But then we got that full part from the Warble dude, uh, Cookie Doe. Uh, yeah, Cookie, whose name I'm trying to look up, but I just Googled Cookie. So I'm, I'm screwed over here, guys. I'm taking yeah. on water. You're just going to end up on Chips Ahoy Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> what What is it that, like, you know, a phenom from Finland who... I think we all, you know, we we have varying degrees of stokeness on him, but like, there's no doubt that our guy Yako is good. But like, what what is giving up riding for a brand like Element, where you know you've got a ton of money behind you, you got a travel budget, but then there are probably plenty of people like us who are just like confused by the whole situation. It seems like a weird balancing act. Yeah, I feel like Element is is kind of like uh, like a basic company. They've got good skateboarding and they present it in a clean way. It's not about personalities. It's not about coolness. It's about good skateboarding. And then bam. And Nija, right? And Nija. Well, Nija is good skateboarding. I mean, Nija's got a personality, but they they certainly don't lean into it. Somebody called him like an evil villain. In Wrestling something. heel. Yeah, which I, I liked as a description for Nija. And I think that's a, a fun way to think about Nija and would, I think would be a cool way to market him somehow for somebody smarter than me. Well, no, he is like a heel. Like he kind of markets himself as a kind of like uh, Dan Bilzerian type of guy. Dang, is that a deep wrestling that guy cut? Is, no, Dan Bilzerian is that guy who's a... Uh, fucking how do you even describe he's like a millionaire and he posts like this stuff on instagram of him like you know having parties on yachts with like naked girls and shit he's basically a millionaire who lives the life of what a 12 year old thinks they would do if they were a millionaire adult yeah yeah exactly so dan this is the wikipedia like uh abstract that comes up when you google him Dan Brandon Bilzerian is an Armenian-American internet personality and gambler who is mostly known for his lavish lifestyle. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah, so yeah, switch so... out <laughs> switch out gambler and put skateboarder, and that kind of works for Nija. Yeah, it's that whole, like, over-the-top, affluent, like, alpha male lifestyle that is kind of funny that he, that he portrays. I, I think it's kind of cool. Like, he's kind of, like, killing it. Like, is fun. it a self-awareness? I, th- I think he is self-aware in that in that fact. Like, that Thrasher interview with Mike Burnett a couple years back now seems like seems like he knows. I'll bet Nigel knows his place in skateboarding because he seems to have kind of leaned into it. Yeah. Back to Yako, I think his appearances outside of the Element filmography have been a little bit better. He was in Thrasher's Am Scramble, and he had a part in a homie video from Finland from a brand called El Bio Grind. And he skated to an Oasis song in that, so that was pretty sick. That's yeah, tight. I, I should keep that. Big Oasis fan over Same. here. Yeah, what, what's the story with breaking his back twice? Like, how, how does it, like, what are the odds of that? Well, he broke his back. I don't remember how. This was in his Am Scramble interview. And then he broke it again. I, as memory serves, I didn't read it again for this. Uh, but I believe he broke it again uh, from not waiting for full recovery. Uh-huh. So, like, just rebroke the same injury, which that fucking sucks. But uh, Danny, Danny Way came back from a back injury, didn't he? That's true. Surf yeah, injury, he, yeah. yeah, he broke his back uh, surfing or something, if I recall correctly. Yeah, so. Yako well, Danny on- Way. You know what I mean? Right. That's D-Way. Well, Yako just won up D-Way with the double back break. <laughs> Damn, dude. Yeah, I mean, 
legitimately true. Yeah, I mean, hey, at least it's cool that, you know, these Euro dudes don't have to anglicize their names anymore or come up with some stupid nickname. Oh, dude, should we do the random name generator for, uh, for Mr. Ohonen? See, maybe he needs it. Ohonen. Nah, that's pretty easy, actually. I'm from Minnesota. I should be a lot better with this Finnish business. But um, Yako, Jack? Jack one? Nah, no, no, <laughs> that doesn't one. work. That doesn't work. Any I'm other, sure Jack one others? is somebody's tag. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jack one. <laughs> All right. Maybe, maybe I opened it up and shut it down there accidentally. Who knows? I, I think we're going with Jack one. Cool. Personally, I like Yako more. It's uh, now I, I only look at like the, um, the the pronunciation guide one, and now that's that's stuck in my mind. Y o c k o, perfect. Yeah, Yako. Does, does he have like the uh, like the slash through the O's or umlauts or any of that shit going on? No, nah, his letters are clean. They just pronounce the J different over in Finland. To uh, to go anywhere in the industry these days, you have to have. A- like, yeah, either skate for Nike or Adidas. I mean, fuck, like, who does he skate for? Like, DC? He's on DC, video? but he is a perfect fit for Nike. Yeah, you don't think oh, twice yeah. about his fit at either. Yeah, come to think of it. Yeah, when I, when I, whenever I make gifts and put them on Tumblr, I tag all the sponsors and stuff, and I always instinctively tag Nike, and then I have to, like, stop myself and be like, oh, yeah. Doesn't ride for and Tumblr, Tumblr still exists. I kind of like forgot about Tumblr after they banned porn. Yeah, just barely. I think when they banned porn, it just became a ghost town. But the gifts are still are still tumbling at mostlyskateboarding.tumblr.com. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was. I mean, there was always like a healthy like skate gif uh, like subculture over there. So I guess I guess that's still going on. Nothing compared to the porn gif scene. But what are you gonna do? Yeah, you just gotta go somewhere else. <laughs> there was a little documentary that came out about Look Back Library this week uh, kind of talks about what they do and also there was a Jamie Owens interview with, in Solo that came out talking about print media and the death and future of trans world did either one of you guys watch the documentary? Yeah I actually I, I got that I fit that in at the end of the day as I tried to wrap up emails at the office and um I have this in all caps. Holy shit is Look Back Library, an insane undertaking. Um, Kevin Marks, who does it. I actually remember working for the old skate park job I had, and he ran Overboard Distribution, which was like a skate video distributor. And he had, at any given time, I swear, like 150 titles, back issues of 411, um, obscure titles from shops in atlanta non-stratosphere shops you know like the the other ones Um, ruin ruin thank you what's that (laughs) that there's one video that i bought that that was in heavy rotation back in the day and it was so sad when the skate park never sold them out um but yeah so like kind of knowing kevin mark's background i guess it, it makes sense that he's doing look back library which is i mean you're only doing this non-profit action because you're totally enamored with skateboarding and like the media aspect of it actually matters to you. Because I think in the first like three or four minutes of the, of the documentary, he goes through, you know, what, what he's got at like headquarters. And my God, when 
it's one thing to have like all the trans worlds or all the thrashers and you know all the skateboard megs as well which he said were easy to get because it's relatively newer but i mean when you when you start listing off that you have all the canadian megs a grip of the english megs you've got power edge you've got uh you know japanese megs all that like i think it's uh it's an important undertaking it's an insane undertaking and uh yeah dude's dude's doing something that i think matters and i i feel like he kind of gave himself short shrift when it came to like who actually cares about that stuff i mean granted it's probably a lot of aging skateboarders but you know in 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 the grand scheme it is preservation of history and that means that that matters because none of that stuff exists in any other form as far as i i can think of yeah what do you think templeton i take it you watched it too I did, yeah, and I I think you're right that it matters, and the history of skateboarding has been written in magazines, so it's an important resource for for the future to know about the past and know about the history. And one of the people in the documentary, a uh, female skateboarder whose name I can't remember, she she made the point that the Smithsonian, you know, they need a a document to kind of legitimize the people. And mm-hmm. these magazines are that document to legitimize, you know, our little industry from its infancy. Yeah, pretty psyched. That guy's, uh, what does he do? Like, he does, like, a installation or something where he brings, all, like, brings like, all the magazines out. You can look at them and shit. Yeah, he'll, and, like, he'll, go to an event. he'll go to an event and bring out magazines that are relevant to that event. Like, you know, his, his example was go to a Plan B demo. And you've got a bunch of mags with Plan B dudes on the cover right. or, you know, somebody's checkout from, you know, 91 or something like that. So he curates it specifically for each event, which I think is really cool. He came through Portland last year or maybe maybe it was two years ago uh, and they had a little event. And it's pretty cool to see, but I'm, I'm not into crowds, so I'd, I bounce pretty quickly. <laughs> but it, it's rad that he travels the country with a bunch of mags collecting more mags and just like preserving our history he's coming to my local uh venue skateboard shout out venue skateboard on like in like the end of june so that's pretty sick that's something to look forward to yeah i'm just looking it up too he's gonna be here in minneapolis on saturday may 4th over at uh the familia skate park and i think i think he's doing one of the one of the permanent ones there Either either at the park or at the Familia Skate shop, and yeah, I mean, there was there was a bit in the documentary where someone, maybe Jason Carney, Jason Carney of Maple Skateboards fame, was saying that legendary. You know, he he does Slappy's Garage, and he's got one of the libraries in that shop, and he said the kids interacting with skateboard magazines, many of which are like out of print, especially now with Transworld's demise, like that's the only magazine those kids are literally looking at in their lives. And I think that's a, that's just a point to trip out on because a lot of us have, you know, we have the right, we have stuff printed to our names and uh, you know, the kids we see at the skate spot or the skate park, like have no connection to any of that. I, I just thought that was an interesting point brought up because it's nothing I'd ever think about, but it's true, you know? Yeah, yeah, like, who even reads magazines anymore? Not just scares, <laughs> but, like, people, you know what I mean? When was that time you someone just sitting and fucking reading a magazine? It's got to be a hard business, no matter what your subject Dude, area is. Yeah, I guess men's journal is still going, right? <laughs> yeah, still, 
Speaking of which, I haven't gotten my new issue. You haven't yet. gotten your men's journal? Yeah, Dude, to replace Trans World. Dude, you better get your six pack before summer, bro. You got like about a month and a half. <laughs> Shit, I don't I don't know if that's possible. I could probably get a six pack by summer if I try. From what I read, like you basically have to starve yourself. Oh, I'm not gonna do that. Oh, okay. All right. Well, <laughs> no pain, no gain, I guess. Right. As they say. Interestingly enough, in that Jamie Owens interview with Solo, they give the phone number and email address you can contact to cancel your men's health subscription if you got one through through the demise of Transworld. I'm just gonna let mine ride just just to see what. Hey, you never know. There might be some useful information. Yeah, maybe a recipe or a, I don't know, what do they do? Like gadget reviews? I have no fucking idea what I'm in for. Recipes, like how to have sex better, uh, like how to have a six pack. It's all about having a six pack, I guess. (laughs) That's what everything comes comes back to. Dude, seriously. Not even like being like stronger or just being like fitter healthier just like well you like the fine ads well shit maybe i maybe i will get a six-pack if i start reading men's health when it shows up how about that uh jamie owens interview though it was it was refreshing to see a man unshackled from some of the i think some of the the like political correctness of skateboarding which is just that you don't actually talk about the skateboard industry in real real straightforward terms you know, he said all all roads lead to Thrasher. All content goes oh, to yeah. Thrasher. That was um, hilarious. He, he was like, oh, Thrasher fucking controls the industry. It was like that level <laughs> of candor. I don't think any of us. I, 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 for one, was like, oh, damn. The man is free. But, yeah, I guess that was my main point with that. What do we, yeah, what do we think of that the... refreshing. I remember a few years ago, Barra, in, in an interview, he didn't say it outright, but he kind of alluded to Thrasher eating everybody's lunch uh, and at the time it kind of came across as just being whiny but you know he i think he it was prophetic yeah what else was in that owens interview um i thought that the the fact that he was pointing to trans world's like existing social media presence and how it it made ami want to keep them around at least as a digital property a i thought it was interesting that they had such a following just because I mean, Transworld for a while had been out of sight, out of mind on my end. But B, you know, even with such a social following, uh, you know, no skateboard magazine that's been switched to a digital property has survived even just a couple of months. So what do we think of what do you what do we think of Transworld's chances of living on as as just an Internet only or like a aggregator source or, you know, like a production company i i don't know what form it takes oh i mean i guess if they just want to be a content aggregator i guess people fucking made up their whole you know livelihood off of that shit so i guess they could just be a content aggregator they still do did they they still do those like uh bobster interviews from time to time and uh what there was some video that was just on Transworld that was pretty good that i can't remember but i don't know how you make money off that shit to, to pay salaries for Four people, even so, who knows? That's what I was wondering. Like, I, I feel like, you know, if I didn't have a job, I could probably do most of what Transworld is doing on my own. Maybe, maybe that's a stretch, but I feel like, you know, I've, I've aggregated a lot of content in my day, and that doesn't take a lot of work. You can say that again. <laughs> well, I didn't want to sell them short. They don't call you the, they don't call you the gift king for nothing. 
true. Hey, man, it was, what, four, five, six links a day for TSM? I mean, yeah, there were definitely days when it was, you know, six or seven or eight or whatever. Yeah, and that was eight years of content aggregation. But, you know, look where the skateboard mag is now. <laughs> well, and yeah, I've, I've been... I've wanted to say, like, I, don't, I didn't want to sell short whatever trans world is now by calling them an aggregator, because I think Owen said that there was a couple um, things that they were helping produce, like video projects, stuff like that, though. You know, it is. How do you make money on that? What, what, is, what ad sale is pegged to that? It just, it seems sketchy. And look at the skateboard mag now. That was trying to be propped up as a, as a new magazine, new format, and then Barracks mag, which... Have they ever officially pulled the plug on that? Is there like, you know, documentation of them just saying, all right, Barracks Meg is done or? No, it just, it feels like it just got abandoned. Yeah. Like, oh, it'll be out next month. Oh, it's going to be quarterly. Oh, what? Would that, be, would that be tied to that hype beast? Hype beast. That's like saying high snobriety or whatever that word is out loud. You never say that out loud. Um, yeah, each week we're going to have a new uh, streetwear website that we're all going to have to try to pronounce. Nobody, no, they bought the URL and never thought about saying it out loud. It was just too hype to pronounce. Yeah. But um, Hypebeast bought the barracks. And I wonder, maybe someone can do the forensics and see when, when the magazine uh, stopped showing up at my house and when, when that sale happened. But... It's a tangent. Yeah, who knows? I yeah. still see, uh, you know, clips on Instagram of like, you know, homies skating the barracks. So I guess the park still exists in the physical world. Yeah, the barracks is still going, but it seems like it's just like off in its corner, not so much interacting with the rest of the skate world. No, no, it, no, it doesn't really have the juice that it had like, uh, fuck, like nine years ago when they used to do Battle of the Barracks. Man, like, Battle of Barracks used to be, like, an event. I used to wake up every Saturday, when the, whatever, the first floor, and watch it at 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock when it came on. That was fucking awesome. That was really great content. Hell, yeah. The first few Battle of Barracks. Yeah, and I think the Barracks made a lot of people scared when they hit the scene and were doing really well, and they just couldn't, couldn't maintain their momentum. And uh, Jamie Owens mentioned that in the interview and also mm -hmm. mentioned that thrasher has the clothing business that helps them uh, <laughs> you know sustain that was funny mag. too like yeah taking shots at the uh, thrasher t-shirt business props to jamie owens like that was a good interview it was a good short interview probably cathartic i have to think after all the shit he'd probably been through for the past couple of months like respect for coming out and just just being honest about skateboarding honest in skateboarding that's that's nothing we see every day yeah for sure Wait, but yo, here's the deal. Is there is there a place for another print mag besides Thrasher ever in the near, my, my instinct, the near future? I mean, I just don't think there is. And I hate that because, you know, I've got roots having worked for the skateboard mag. And, you know, I'm of that age that just, you know, loves magazines. I think that the whole look back library documentary was like, oh, hell yeah. Uh yeah, I just don't think there is just because of the state of print and the way that people have turned away from having actual magazines show up or, or caring about them. I mean, I think I think Jason, you asked like who 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 even reads a magazine. 
Like I've got an Economist subscription, a Thrasher <sighs> subscription, and a Harper's subscription. And um, that's because I'm 37 years old, and I'm like I'm I'm also a community newspaper reporter, so. I have a lot. I have a lot of factors. There's a lot of extenuating circumstances that have put me in the position that I am in to want all that. Well, yeah. I mean, there's. I mean, there's. There's a New Yorker. Like, there's that certain subsect of people that are always going to subscribe to the New Yorker, right? Because of the cartoons. Right. Shout out Willie Staley, uh, curator of the shitty New Yorker cartoon caption Instagram. But uh, I think Jenkum had a good idea when they had like you know just you know website with content and then they came out with a book. Every year or every uh, six months or whatever with like a party and shit. That was tight. I mean, I think, I think that's a good model moving forward. Yeah. And there's free magazine, free skate magazine, which is free. Just, I guess, ad supported. And that's really sick. I'd love it if they could expand their distribution into America and we could get that every month or mm-hmm. every two months or whenever it comes out. Free is sick. I think they have it on Theories of Atlantis. If you look on the Theories of Atlantis website, it's on there. And there's also fucking, there's Skate John. Skate John's around. Like, you're right. Around you can probably see one at any shop. But, uh, yo, what's the deal with all those Instagrams that are like, Dustin such skate mag, and there's no mag. It's just an Instagram <laughs> account. You know what I mean? I think that's, that's the most bizarre naming convention. I don't know. Maybe saying it's the most is a little over overreach, but bizarre naming convention. Yeah, I've noticed that. I'm like, these fools haven't laid out anything in their lives. Come on. Yeah, I think I think there's still a lot of people dreaming about making magazines, but I, I think it's going to be more as a hobby or a one-off, like a soft cover book or a short book instead of a monthly magazine or quarterly magazine. I think that that's just too heavy a burden for anybody to bear and for the market even to bear. Yeah, or, you know, the, I mean, there's lots, there's a few of them in Europe. There's that one, Dank, which is really good. Mm-hmm. Or they'll just, like, exist in Europe and, like, the hardcore skate nerd over here will just get them however they get them and, and continue to watch uh, DVDs on their uh, fucking cathode ray tube television sets. <laughs> steampunk skaters or no i still have a fucking i still have a uh whatever heavy ass fucking uh tv with a vacuum tube just because like and a dvd TV. player yeah yeah, yeah, because it looks better trust yeah yeah all that shit looks better on a tube tv because that's what it was made for it wasn't really made to be we're not supposed to watch vx footage on a computer screen no yeah vx vx footage is so much better like i have a 4k tv too but that's mostly for fucking video games um, yeah, photosynthesis more... looks like shit on the 4K TV, I'm sure. Yeah, no, yeah, I can't, <laughs> no, 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 like, no, that's like, uh, no, you can't do that. Uh, one, one more magazine point, I guess, tying back to Look Back Library a little bit. I, I still bug out that none, you know, none of the dearly recently departed magazines, nor Thrasher, really puts, like, even the interviews, stuff that would be easy to put online, they don't put it online or at least with any like regularity or anything that you can rely on. And um, it just trips me out because, you know, there is so much documentation that's going on in the magazines. And just to only put that out in print seems like a partial waste, but it's also like hewing to the business model super hard. So I, I, I get that decision. And there was a part of me that was thinking like the real project for Look Back Library would be to somehow like digitize magazines and put them up because 
a skateboard magazine is more than just the words in the interview. Like ads used to be a big deal. You know, I remember looking for the girl ad, but yeah, girl still ad. Are. I, mag. I still look for the uh, the venture ad in every thrasher yeah. when it comes in the mail for sure. But yeah, but yeah, like that's the whole like, uh, like pivot to video thing. Like people don't like to read magazines. Don't they don't like to read shit period. Like on complex, they have all those articles with just like some person like just reading the article to you in a video. <laughs> so that's just kind of like the way content is. Like people, not only do people not like to read magazines, they don't like to read shit, period. They just like to watch videos and shit. So that's the way it is, I guess. And fucking look at memes. Well, we're also distracted. You know, you can't just sit down and read a magazine. You got to queue up the complex guy reading you an article <laughs> while you look at memes and scroll Twitter or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Modern life is ridiculous. What are you going to do? Yeah. Look back library documentary, 23 minutes. And I was like, what? I'm watching 23 minutes of anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe it was a bit lengthy, but uh... on, on the flip side, I saw Yako's. I opened up that tab. I was like, oh, five minutes of Yako footage. Nope. I was psyched for that. Nope. Four and a half minutes of his face with some sun on it. Looking off into the middle distance. Oh, well. I'm amazed that you. It took you two tries to watch it. I'm just like a impatient. I'm. I'm. I know that I'm impatient. <laughs> I'm aware of it, and I need to be less impatient. But yeah, I watched about three and a half minutes of that, and I think he, I got through like the third and army section, and I'm like, oh, more of his face. Went and looked at Twitter because short attention span, man. Well, there's always gold on skate Twitter. You can always. count on that. Twitter will fucking uh, murder your attention span. For sure. It already has. Well, yeah. Word. Well, I think, uh, do we have any other thoughts on magazines? We might, we might talk. I, I feel like we could talk about magazines at a, at a later date. So. Yeah, I'm sure we'll talk more about magazines. I was even thinking about next week proposing that we talk about the new Thrasher. Did everybody get that? I just got it today. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got it. I got it recently. Yeah, so maybe we could talk about the Jake Phelps Thrasher next next week. Tune in next week, kids, for a lively discussion <laughs> about Thrasher Magazine. Another week where we talk about print media. Yeah, yeah we need to. That get means it. I gotta read it. Fuck, like two hundred and thirty pages. Oh, dude, there's like tens of thousands of words in there. We're, we're... I know. It's like more. It's more text than probably in any issue with thrasher since like 1989 oh i mean the last 12 issues of the skateboard mag combined more text in that single edition of thrasher oh my god i'm definitely not stoked on thinking about the last days of the skateboard mag um but i'm interested to know what you're stoked on jason well well if you know me you know i live by these six words strike first Strike hard, no mercy. So I've been pretty psyched on uh, the Cobra Kai television series on YouTube Premium. I pretty much watch like no TV shows, ex you know, except for Game of Thrones, that people say like, oh yeah, I watch this show like Billion, whatever the fuck. But like, if you're into like the uh, Cobra Kai mythos and all that shit, it's pretty tight, especially if you like the first one. It's kind of teen, a little bit teen oriented, but. It's sick, like, if you're into, like, the, you know, training, well, like, 80s movie, training montage, like, you know, train fight win type shit. 
It is pretty tight. Oh, I almost forgot. Need to make a correction. Uh, in our first episode, we, we said that Jesus Fernandez does a fakey hard flip switch crooked grind in either 411 World Report or La La Land. Slap Pal Happenstance noted to me that it was actually in his section in L.A. County. So that's a little correction, a little fact check for the record. Shout um, out to the Slap Pals. Shout out to Shalom. Shalom to all the Slap Pals. Mostly skateboarding uh, podcast, all about transparency here. Some podcasts don't fact check. We do fact check. So there you go. What else? Uh, we'll probably get more into this next week. But yeah, pretty stoked on the Jake Phelps, you know, Memorial and Thrasher issue. Their essays by Julian Stranger and Mark Gonzalez, you know, just to name a few, which is pretty crazy. If you know anything about Julian Stranger. So, yeah, looking forward to reading that over the next week. Got a little homework assignment. And, uh, oh, yeah, the Venture Trucks, of course. <laughs> Mike, what are you stoked on? Uh, I'm stoked on Quarter Snacks put up today, Wednesday, May 1. Uh, Quarter Snacks put up a defense of skating, easy and convenient spots. Uh, evidently, there's a basketball court in Williamsburg in New York City that has a bunch of like plastic benches and everybody's posting Instagram clips of that spot. And I know uh, our, our, our buddy Kyle Beachy uh, recently put something on Instagram of like, oh, biggest city in the world, great place, Gotham. I don't want to see you skating a recycled plastic bench. But um, you shot know. fired. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it was it was prior. <laughs> it was prior to the QS uh, post on it. Um, Costa over at Quarter Snacks. I gotta think it was him. Super underrated voice in skateboarding, by the way. I think he does some of the coolest stuff. Um, just from a like a clear-eyed. Yeah, I really like his writing. So shout out, shout out Costa at, at Quarter Snacks. But um, the point he made was done with like a, a a cool analogy about bodegas. You got the new shiny bodega with the nice sign, and then you got your gritty, kind of crappy, but like bodega where you had to earn respect to shop there and uh, i really like that and i think just in terms of like defending skating spots that aren't a pain in the ass to skate maybe they're not the best place maybe they're not the coolest place maybe they're not even like fun in a conventional sense but you can skate there you don't have to think um and that goes for skate parks too templeton no offense mm -hmm. uh I, I, I think there's a lot to be said about uh, even in this age of slappy grinds and posting that on your IG account too, there's much to be said about just a good spot that you don't have to think about. And uh, I think Quarter Snacks made the most uh, proper maximalist argument in favor of such spots. So uh, I say go read that. I enjoyed it today. Yeah, that was great. I'd say Quarter Snacks is the internet's home for the best writing in skateboarding right now. Hands down. Dang. Uh, what else are you stoked on, Templeton? Of course I'm stoked on Quarter Snacks, but uh, I love reality TV and I love Top Chef. So I'm stoked that Top Chef Canada is uh, currently airing in Canada. And you can stream it for free on uh, foodnetwork.ca. If you've got a little VPN proxy extension on your browser. Go off me with the VPN extension, bro. <laughs> I'm out. Well, I'll, fucking, uh, wait, I think, I, think, I think I saw on Twitter that 
it might be some other cooking show, but is uh, Michael Imperioli on that show, or is it a different cooking show, like Christopher from The Sopranos? I don't even know who that is, but I don't think he's on the show. He, he was on some cooking show with a, a ponytail, man. I saw that, yeah, too. He still, like, he got, like, a, yeah, like, his hair is all gray. He has a long-ass ponytail with a headband. Like, he looks like a, he looks crazy. Like, no, he's nothing like fucking uh, Christopher. It's wild. Yeah, quick sub stuff. Also, shout out the uh, Sopranos prequel movie coming out, whatever, next year or the year after that. Yeah, Sopranos in, in, in its entirety is on Amazon Prime right now, and I just finished rewatching that sneaky funny show. It's a hell of a lot funnier than I remember it being, and I even used to think it was funny back in the day. So, rewatch The Sopranos. Anyways, Templeton, Top Chef Canada. Yeah, I'm stoked on it. And hit us with your TV recommendations on Amazon Prime and Netflix and other uh, networks, because I've pretty much watched everything, all the basic stuff. So you watch so much that you need a VPN proxy cloaking device on your extension. Yeah, I'm real into international reality TV. Uh, shout out to anybody in Australia who watches The Block. So that about does it for the show this week. You can always catch us online. Mike, where can the people find you? I am on Instagram and Twitter at M Rider. Jason, where can the people find you? Uh, Twitter at Carbonite1994 on the Instagram at Frozen and Carbonite and also writing stuff for quartersnacks.com. New stuff coming soon. Hey, that's one of our favorite places on the internet for writing about skateboarding. Imagine that. Yep, it's uh, legit as fuck. Uh, Templeton, what are your online aliases? Uh, you can find me at Twitter at Mostly Skate and Instagram at Mostly Skateboarding. Um, See you guys on the internet and see you next week for discussion of the Jake Pulp issue of Thrasher and probably some other stuff. Peace.